We we've watched some god awful shit. <laughs> we've watched some bad fucking movies this week, and it's all for the spirit of Christmas. Uh, <laughs> you know something? It feels weird you've been on this side. Mm, yeah. On this side. No, yeah, That's it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, we're recording in a different place today. <coughs> uh, I'm Nadim. I'm Simon. We're both kind of ill, uh, and uh, it's the it's the penultimate episode of season one. Of art cinema, for art cinema. It's been good, guys, but I'm going to die tonight. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm going to live forever. You did it, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to die tonight, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're a bit tuckered out. We, well, we, we've done... So, so be, this is episode se- uh, 18, I think? Yes, yeah. And 18 and 19. And 19 and then, is coming right up uh, afterwards. And then we're going to give it a break. We're going to have a couple months break, I think. And then, and yeah. then you know, uh, we're going to come back with a vengeance. So, yeah. the Christmas special. Roll credits. Roll credits. Art Christmas Fart Christmas Part 1 contains spoilers for The Star Wars Holiday Special Manhunter Red Dragon The Princess Bride yeah. We've not recorded for a while because we had a massive backlog of episodes and then we kind of let them run out and... and uh, and now it's nice. illness. I had the bubonic plague. Yeah, that's Simon, that's why I'm dying tonight. Simon had the bubonic plague. That's why I'm dying tonight. It's terminal. Yeah, but we've watched uh, episode 19. Just to give you a heads up, it's about the worst film ever made, according to that IMDb source. That according we, to IMDb, yeah, uh, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But we'll get into that yeah, next episode. That's the next one. Uh, this one we're talking about. Something that you've probably heard of. Uh, but probably haven't seen. Yeah, and you've probably never bothered to watch it, although it's probably been a morbid curiosity. Mm. The Star Wars Holiday Special. It's not a Christmas special. It's a holiday special. You could just insert it in any holiday, I guess. Yeah, because there's literally no reference to Christmas the entire... It's about Life Day, which is a <laughs> Wookiee holiday. <laughs> oh, man. So the Star Wars Holiday Special, it came out in 1978. And you probably haven't seen it because it has been largely buried. It's it's like it's a an, a kind of forbidden corner of the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, and especially now that Disney's in control of Star Wars. Yeah, um, it's kind of amazing to think that it uh, you know it must have existed in people's heads as a good idea for long <laughs> enough for it to be made. <laughs> well, so my understanding, right? So my understanding of this is that. In 1977, Star Wars came out, the first one came out, and it completely took a shit on the movie industry, like, pfft, like, yeah. Star Wars time! And they knew that they had to make another one, but they knew that it was going to be a little bit of a while off. So, in order to kind of keep interest in the franchise going, uh, aside from all the fucking toys and books and t-shirts, they decided they were going to churn this thing out. Mm-hmm. So I think George Lucas commissioned it. It was written by some dude who was Uncle Kane. <laughs> Clearly, <yeah. laughs> and uh, and it was re- it was actually released. It was actually I th- my understanding is that this holiday special. It was a TV, it's a TV movie, mm-hmm. and it came out. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. The... It came out. It, it was, comes out. It was made 
George Lucas saw it and decided he didn't want it to be released, but by that point it had already been pretty much scheduled for TV in America. So it was never shown outside of America, but um, it was obviously broadcast in the US, and I don't think it was ever sold, uh, but people still have copies of it, and you can still find copies of it online, and it's hilarious. And apparently George Lucas has famously been trying to destroy all copies of it, like the fucking Horcruxes at Harry Potter or something. <laughs> I'm going to obtain a copy of this. So is that, should it dis- should it somehow Disappear. become more difficult than it was like yeah. today to, to find, I want to just have it, because I, I really like this film. <laughs> Well, let's get into what it's about then. So this film is about... it's Well, it's not really about anything. It's First and foremost, it's about Chewbacca and His Han. F- yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Chewbacca and Han. They're actually in the throes of a battle quite like this opening of episode four. Is that uh, right? I don't remember. Yeah, because they're getting zapped at by the exact same oh, spaceship. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on their way back to celebrate life. Day. Chewie just wants to get home and see his family. <laughs> On Life Day. What was that? That's my attempt at a uh, Wookiee sound. I've been having attempt it, but I'm really too. Uh, I'm too, uh, I'm too uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, you, yeah. Somewhere between yours, yours and mine is. Yeah, it's like know. yours is like baby, and I'm like uh, I don't know, like like yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So Chewbacca has a family on the planet, and in in the in the. In the in the Star Wars holiday special, the planet's called Kazook instead of Kashyyyk because George Lucas hadn't come up with the proper name yet. So, Chewbacca's family, uh, in which he has a son called... Oh, um, Lumpy. <laughs> a wife called... Is it Mo- Ma- Maula? Mo- no, wait a minute. Mala. Mola. 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 Yeah. Mola. And he's got a grandma called... Itchy. Itchy. So he's got these weird three Wookiee... Yeah, uh, Wookiee, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know Star Wars anymore. I used to be into Star Wars for like a year, and then I, it kind of grew... Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm over it now. We all were. Like, <laughs> some of us... <laughs> some people out there have been into it for a lot longer. I, I never grew up with Star Wars or anything like that. Like, But um, but like, uh, I, I went through this weird phase when I was like... Like eighteen, and I was like, <laughs> "Star Wars is sick. I really liked it." But oh, I, saw, I, loved... I saw the originals, and I was like, "Yeah!" And then now I'm over it. I, I'm, I'm fine now. Yeah, no, I, I loved having like little sort of companion books and things as a kid about <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, and uh, it really like it builds up. It does actually work, like, but back then it did. I don't know if it does now in the oversaturated multimedia sort of age mm. of being a child now. But back then it really worked for building you up for watching the film. When the film came on TV, you like, felt it was fucking <laughs> special because you've had a book sitting there with pictures of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, like, oh my god, and now it's on TV. I can't believe it I'd yeah. better make sure I don't blink and miss one minute of this momentous film <laughs> that guy in the, the beginning of the beginning of Return of the Jedi the guy that's got the weird snaky bit to his head that wraps oh, yeah. around his body he's like wabala wabala that guy you know I was like I can't believe he's on my TV screen you know it's like it's as if Michael Jackson visited your living room <laughs> imagine that <laughs> Anyway, so the story of this film, is, uh, the this Christmas special, isn't actually a story at all, right? It's a, it's um, it's, an antho- it's like an anthology, right? It's a weird. Fucking... T- it's a TV movie anthology, and, and the kind of the through line is that Chewbacca needs to get home uh, to his home planet to see his family to be there for Life Day, which is like effectively Christmas, but not really it, at all. They don't really explain what Life Day is. It's just yeah. this weird. And, and it's essentially, while Chewbacca's on his way. 
we're in that household and they watch a series of stuff <laughs> on different screens. And what we see in this, uh, the holiday special is what they're watching. Yeah. You know, we basically watch what they're watching. We watch what a guy's watch. We watch what this guy's watch. Someone puts a VR headset on itchy. And watches porn. And he, yeah, that's actually pretty much that, that was hilarious, right? I don't even know how to. Uh, if, if, yeah, like, so so we need the, to get into the structure. So it's a little bit like if you've seen the Rick and Morty episode Intergalactic Cable. <laughs> it's basically like that. Like you 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 kind of are sat in the world of this. So we watch first and foremost. I think we watch like a cooking program. A, a wookie, brilliant. A Har- wookie cooking yeah. program. Harvey Corman from Blazing Saddles uh, plays Chef Gormanda. So he's in drag. And it's like, right. he's got like a, t- a thing where he goes, stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir, stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir. And like someone's cooking along with him. Yeah, yeah. Like so, so the mum Wookiee is, is cooking along with him watching the cooking show. Uh, but then yeah. the alien on the screen, this drag queen guy, uh, it yeah. turns out he's got more than two hands. So the mum gets really flustered by... Uh, by <laughs> I'm not as equipped as... As a chef Gormanda. That's actually kind of funny. That's a kind of inspired yeah. little scene. It's, it's like it's, it's the kind of thing you come up with on drugs, though, right? Yeah, totally. For sure. And then we see that there's like there's like a weird extended sequence with a rock band. That's this is my favorite. This is one of my. That, I knew you'd like that. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing, right? I keep saying this is one of my favorite bits, but they're all one of my favorite bits. Yeah. It's pathetic. It's I just, a very I love you this, film. It's I love like this a, whole thing. It's right? like 1970. Jefferson. Jefferson Starship. So it's the band that Jefferson Airplane turned into when mm. synths and prog rock and shitty pop choruses came into it. So it's virtually the same sort of lineup of the band and that. But like honestly, this is like this is a scene where there's a there's a, a character comes into the Wookiee household who just calls himself like a trader. I'm a trader and I'm here to, you know, like Is is he having an affair with with uh, Chewie's wife, man? I'm pretty sure he is, man. There's bits that there's bits in this Nudge nudge wink wing. Yeah, there's bits in this movie that suggest that he's having an affair with Chewie's wife. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Chewie's being cucked, man. I'll need to watch again. <laughs> as if I as if I needed an excuse. Oh man. Uh, yeah, no, but um what was it? Yeah, so the, the Jefferson Starship bit, right? This is Imperial soldiers have come into Chewie's home mm. and they're basically waiting there and it all gets quite... It's, it's this nervous thing. It's of, all a bit so tense, when, so when yeah. Chewie's going to arrive, he's basically going to have to kick the shit out of these Imperial soldiers that are in his house invading. But this trader guy just decides to distract one of the soldiers. He, he just, like, the screen pops up. He says, watch this. And he watches a musical number by Jefferson Starship, <laughs> which has got no connection to anything. It's not It's not a Christmassy sort they're of not even, They're not even looking that science fiction. No, yeah. uh, and this, the, the whole number plays out about three or four minutes long, and then it comes to the end of it, and you just come back to the, the soldier guy. He's watching it, and he doesn't look... He's got totally neutral, you know, blank facial expression. <laughs> The trader guy walks up to him and goes, I thought you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's basically, yeah, there you go. I've just shoved a, a music video in your Bizarre. face. Bizarre, yeah. And then we see, what else do we see? Oh, yeah, there's a tutorial of how to build a robot that, that the little boy Wookiee uh, uh, builds. Nice. And then there's, there's a bit where he watches VR porn. There's literally Star Wars porn in this film. But, I mean, obviously you don't see anything. But it's like... <laughs> this kind of sultry looking woman going, yeah, it's just you and me. That's right. I mean, what was it? Yeah, so the the trader dude puts the VR headset on itchy, and it's uh, and he says, "Happy life day, buddy," and all that. And you just, I, th- I thought to myself, this is where you could insert anything, you know, in your own head. You could just imagine 
where else this thing might have gone to. But what actually happens is as fucking mental as you'd want. <laughs> Diane Carroll playing like some weird on IMDb, IMDb her character's like a holographic wow. That's actually the name of her character. Holographic wow. And uh, she sings a song called This Minute, but at one point she says, she looks into the screen and goes, I adore you. Or, no, I find you adorable. Yeah, yeah. And he zips it back. I find you adorable. Zip, I find you adorable. Zip, I find you adorable. You feel like this guy itches on his way to being a fucking serial killer or something. <laughs> Just rewinding and watching this. Oh, my God. It's pretty creepy. It's like fucking the tooth fairy out of uh, that, the, the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. It's like, if I watch myself being accepted and adored over and over again, I will become accepted and adored. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's good. Oh, <laughs> kind man. of. No, yeah, so so we see a prepubescent, uh, or I guess pubescent yeah, Wookiee watching porn. Uh, and then there's also a little cartoon section, which is kind of imitative of the original Star Wars film. And then there's a musical section in uh, that takes place in the cantina of the oh, first film. My favourite beat. My, one of my favourite bits of the film <laughs> is B. Arthur. Uh, and uh, this, it's, it's actually the, the bar from Tatooine. Is it Tatooine? Tatooine. Yeah. Tatooine. It's the cantina from Tatooine. Yeah, so from the... That one, yeah. And she sings a song after... This this guy that played Chef Gar... Was it Harvey Corman who played Chef Gormanda? Mm-hmm. He plays this other weird creature who's got like a hole in the top of his head. <laughs> he pours drink in. Yeah, that's that they, so cool. Yeah, and he's, he's coming on to be Arthur behind the bar. And yeah... She, she's having none of it. She's having none of it, but she pours the... I think she pours the drink into his head for him. That's quite funny, man. A that's... strange hole in the top of his head. What you were saying about people doing drugs in the 70s? Legit, that's like the kind of... Yeah, yeah it's like a total druggy thing. Like, how about a guy... <laughs> how about a guy with a hole in his head and you pour water in it? <laughs> but my favourite moment within that favourite moment... We're getting really meta. My favourite bits within favourite bits. Uh-huh. B. Arthur does actually... It's just... So after pouring the drink in the guy, she's performing her music number. Mm-hmm. She's kind of strolling around, putting her hands on people's shoulders as she <laughs> sings. She sits down at his fucking table next to a giant rat that sings along with her. Oh, yeah! <laughs> she, fe- she feeds the rat, right? She yeah. <laughs> this giant rat is like preempting that princess bride, the, the big rodents of extraordinary size. And it probably, they probably used the same rat. They were like, do we still have that rat from the Star Wars special? <laughs> Just Rob Reiner's like, I'm going to make some phone calls and get this in Princess Bride. Right I haven't right. actually seen the Princess Bride. You haven't seen that, right? So we've got a checklist. You used to watch Manhunter yep. or Red Dragon. I would recommend Manhunter. Sure, yeah. And uh, the Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. And I actually think I've got it over there. I just, um, I just haven't watched it. Some people don't think it's that good, but I call these people evil. <laughs> Evil. Right. Yeah, what else is fucking mentionable about Star Wars, the holiday special? So I think what's interesting and what really, uh, what it hammered home for me was that uh, Star Wars has always been a brand that's been kind of pilloried. Is that a word? Oh, is that a word? Pilloried? It's a, it's a brand that's always been squeezed for its for its uh, monetary value. Pilloried means that you you shackle it and uh, throw gut, throw... <laughs> you throw fruit and veg at it while it's chained sure, up. Sure, why not? That's, that's a good enough word. A lot of people do pillory Star Wars so and George Lucas. Maybe maybe pillaged is the right word then. No, no, pillage is when you like totally go through a village and plough everyone. Oh well, yeah, sure. Rape, rape sure. and pillage the village. Yeah, 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 sure. So it's like that. Like, like what I realised is that a year after the first film came out, they were already selling out. They were already making this total fucking like the only reason there's all this shit in the in the movie and in this uh, movie quote unquote 
is to pad out time. I, I want to be in the room when, with George Lucas I know, when he watches it and I, goes, I oh a, shit, <laughs> I need to dial back the... I want to make a one and a half hour... We, we need to make a one and a half hour TV special to keep Star Wars in people's minds. And then they're just like, right, it needs to be completely inconsequential. We can't afford Mark Hamill. We can't afford Harrison Ford. We can't afford Princess Leia for any... What's her name? Carrie Fisher. For any longer than five minutes each. So let's just make it about Wookiees and have weird moments that don't relate to Star Wars whatsoever. But the moment, like, when he was watching it, did he? do you think that he got on the phone while it was on and said, I think we need to pull the plug on releasing this shit. It's fucking embarrassing. It's so bad. So, right. So what I'm trying to say, yeah, is that... It's, it, I think people get and I'm, I include myself in this people get this idea in their head that Star Wars especially the kind of first three films the, what's it called the Star Wars the Empire Strike back, Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. people get this in their, in their heads that these are three kind of perfect hermetically sealed films and everything else that's come since is just kind of trash so you've got the prequels and you've got like all the extended universe stuff and you've got uh, now the Disney sequels and everyone kind of hates them well, not everyone, but people tend to not like them. As the much Force as Awakens do. got a lot of "you've saved my childhood" like and restored and restored my yeah faith and all yeah. the rest of it. After the prequels, which definitely got trashed, and I think it it, it is deserving. I mean, I do. There, there's not as much perfection going on in the original trilogy as what some people would say. Mm. But there's still a hell of a lot. There's something special. I think, yeah, I, for seventies movies, there's something really the special. Fir- the first Star Wars and the, and the Empire Strikes Back are great. I really love those. Yeah, movies. and I maintain that my favourite thing is uh, the first forty-five minutes of Return of the Jedi. Although the second half of that film is kind of so patchy that it takes the quality of the whole film mm. down below the other two. But I but love, I love three, the first yeah. the first forty-five minutes of that yeah. film is great. So anyway, so um, the point is, Jesus Christ, I've been trying to make this point for ages because uh, I keep on getting sidetracked by myself. Uh, what's the point, Simon? The point is, it's uh, pretty clear to me that Star Wars isn't actually this kind of perfect, well-respected brand. Like, like, or, or not well-respected. I mean, respected by its creators. Like, mm-hmm. it was clearly from the start, like a, a means to making tons and tons of money. Clearly, like I think people think that the first yeah. three were this really sincere artistic. Uh, oh well, there's the whole thing of how much of it did he get from Kurosawa. And stuff as well, because mm. like the Hidden Fortress is uh, basically begins like. Oh no, no, I don't hope. think there's, there's there's no there's no um there's no question that it's derivative. But like, I think the fact is is that like the, honestly the, the first film the, the original Star Wars is so good, it's yeah. so brilliant. Apart from the ceremony at the end, it's fucking <laughs> so it's funny. as bad as Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, for example, in terms of cheesiness and cringeworthiness. Yeah, totally. but, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. it's so good. And eighty-nine percent of it, or ninety-five percent of it, is a like great. People film. suggest, and I've done this myself. People suggesting that say the new movie was it called the Han Solo film or the the Last, Last Jedi, Jedi. The, suggesting that that's ruined Star Wars is is kind of hilarious because the, the Star Wars it was like it's like in the Cat in the Hat where the cat goes. It was ruined when she bought it. <laughs> like, literally, Star Wars was ruined the year after it came out, like, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. with this special. What you're kind of getting at is this idea that uh, there's not actually great filmmaking in Star Wars. It's actually just a brand franchise expanding thing mm. that spills over the edge of the screen into merchandise and people's consciousness about it, yeah. rather than looking at that film and going, that's as good as something that Francis Ford Coppola made. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know, you because know? I think the impact the original Star Wars seems to have had on the film industry makes it great, 
Mm-hmm. But also, I, I really do think the first Star Wars is just a really good piece of filmmaking. Like, and I know that it was garbage before it was re-edited, because it was apparently a total crap film, and then they re-edited, re-edited it to make it really more urgent, and they cut it so there was no fat on it and stuff like that. Is this in some documentary? That yeah, yeah, there's a, it, like? there's a YouTube video, actually, called How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit, and it's brilliant. It's really, And really I take it they learnt something that then, obviously, goes into Empire goes Strikes forward. Back. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. I'd like to see, I, I know, it's that's one, I'll, I'll need to watch I'll, that, yeah. I will send you it, Simon. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, that Alec Guinness on set of the first film was just talk constantly just like we're making the worst film yeah this is it's trash absolute yeah. rubbish <laughs> the force what the fuck I can just imagine him like you know downing whiskey and looking at Harrison Ford like is this force like, nonsense like, looking at Harrison Ford just like Jesus Christ uh, you know just <laughs> think of the cash eh? you know yeah 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 meme drone season to be shoved out of the way by someone chasing those sweet Black Friday deals. So definitely, this this uh, the one of the talking points for looking at this this holiday special is the fact that those actors are in it though, even if they were just sort of, tiny cameos. Like, yeah. So Mark Hamill's bit of uh, embarrassing the hell of himself is quite funny because he he appears on a screen like he, most he people skypes, do. He escapes one of the Wookies, <laughs> <laughs> and they're worried about Chewie. Chewie, he's not there. He's not there. And he's like, do you think Mark looks a bit weird? He looks like a a spitting image puppet. He's been made up. He's like got like really heavy makeup. He looks like the Margaret Thatcher spitting image puppet. (laughs) He really does. He's been overly painted with uh, with makeup. There, it's it's, the the skin tone isn't very convincing. (laughs) It's like you've just they've just painted his face. Plum colour, yeah. Like, do you plummy know, arse colour. Do you know Roger Moore? Do you know Roger Moore, like the James Bond guy? Do you know what he looked like, like when he was old? How he was like yeah. just this kind of fake tan god who had like tons of chains in that. That's yeah. what. My- <laughs> but you know what? I've got to. I think that I feel like I, if I don't segue this in very quickly, just as a sort yeah, of yeah. bit of this is what my last the last week of my life has been. Like. I've been sick, right? Yeah. I've watched all of Roger Moore's. James Bonds with Class. his with his commentary. Oh, cool! Like Roger Moore's commentary to every all seven of them. That's awesome. That's the last week of my <laughs> life. So the fact that you meant you just went, do you know Roger Moore? I was like, I believe I do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I've been listening is to that, him. For that, then? Ten fucking cool? hours. Was it good? It's so good. Honestly, really? he's such a. Do they I'm call it idiot. a raconteur or whatever when they he just turn into someone who tells stories. Oh, that's him, all right. Yeah, he just he's got stories about everyone, and he just he rattles them off. And he he beget, It's funny, like Live and Let Die 
is one type of commentary. But then as soon as, as soon as he got the gist of how he was going to do this, from the second one on, from Man with the Golden Gun onwards, he just like, you know, <laughs> hi, I'm Roger Moore, I'm James Bond. Uh, this is not so much a commentary, but more of a one-sided conversation. <laughs> I'm basically just going to talk whatever comes into my mind with what's happening on the screen. <laughs> you know, like that. And he, he, he introduces every single, all like six of them from the second one onwards. He goes in, he just, just as a disclaimer, this isn't going to be a commentary. I'm just going to babble <laughs> shit. And if some actress comes on the screen and I think, hey, I remember one evening when I, you know, met her, you know, I'll just go into it, you know. Yep. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. And that's kind of the way that his commentaries go. Some life that my lad, eh? Uh, yeah, but anyway, back to the dad world. I know, yeah. So back to the holiday special, go. So Mark Hamill's embarrassing, embarrassing moment in this film is when he, he he's kind of looking at Mola trying to cheer her up. Mola he, being the mother, is that right? The, the, the wife. The sexy it, wife. Yeah, the wife. Yeah, the, the, wife se- of the sexy Chewy. wife of Chewbacca, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> Chewie's not home, well, don't worry, he'll be fine. And he, he, he goes into that thing where he goes, come on, Mola, give me a smile. <laughs> come on, let me see that smile. There you go, there you go, Merlin. And Merlin. You, know, you know that, like, he was in a studio mm. that, that was completely separate from, obviously, the the, 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 the Wookiee bit. So, so it was just him speaking to a camera. <laughs> it was just Mark speaking to a camera going... I wonder, One Mala, give me a smile. Just in case you forget your lines, Mark, we'll, we'll write them up on a big board and yeah. hang them over the camera. It honestly feels like the lines by the original cast are all teleprompter lines. Like they felt, they feel like they were just reading them right there and then. Like they hadn't thought about how this was going to translate into a story. Or like Maybe that. Bob Dylan was holding up just like that subterranean <laughs> homesick blues video. He just got him, Mala, <laughs> just like throws down one card. Give me a smile, Come on, Mala, <laughs> throws down another card, yeah. Dusty, yeah. dusty man. Uh, and I don't know what car- uh, cracker jokes were like before 1978, <laughs> but after 1978, cracker jokes have... There's a joke in this fucking film where someone says, you might say he did it by hand, Solo, <laughs> and I was like, that is actually like the punchline from a fucking cracker joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford was embarrassed by uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Jimmy Fallon? Uh, so you can watch, another thing that you can watch on YouTube is Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Fallon confronts Harrison Ford with a clip of this oh, in a recent, cool. fairly recent interview, like in the last ten years. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny because he's he just cringes and all, yeah. and all that, you know. But Harrison Ford is the one that I really feel for the most because he really, really does, you know, in terms of his persona, the serious thing that he's got with himself. He would. He really doesn't need this to exist. Yeah, totally. You know, he's like, oh my god, and the, I love the fact that at the end of it, like, because you, uh, you did kind of message me uh, as you were watching it, little snippets of you know what you know what, what you're watching now. What, <laughs> what the, the fuck is this? <laughs> like towards the end, when you actually get into life day and they're kind of walking into the the, the moon and stuff, and then it comes back to Harsh. Yeah, hold for, on, hold on. You've glossed over this. Yeah. There, so when when Chewbacca finally meets up with his family. Uh, they all have candles in their hands or something. Mm-hmm. They hold them up in the air and they're transported into outer space and then they walk in space towards a moon and then they're enveloped by a moon. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest <sighs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And this is late on, obviously, and at this it's one of those things where you're kind of saying to yourself, is this still going on? Yeah. Why isn't it fucking finished yet? And then it goes back to even more of like the, the, the cast from the main films come into it again. And you're like, fucking hell, there's still another, there's another scene. And Harrison Ford delivers like three or four, there's three or four scenes 
where he basically goes into the spiel where he's looking heartfelt into the the Wookiee family's you know eyes. He's like, "You guys are like family to me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and uh, the, th- the Wookiee the- family are never mentioned in the movie, like in any of the other Star Wars movies ever again. I don't think. The third time it comes back, you kind of feel as if this has got to have been written just to make fun of Harrison Ford. <laughs> like, surely you would only go back for a third sit with Harrison. We want you to, to look at the Wookiee again and tell them how much they seem like family to you. Like, I just did a fucking scene like that. This is the third fucking scene where I talk about how you guys are my family and I'm standing around <laughs> with these fucking hairy people. Yeah. Oh, God, I can just imagine Harrison. I, uh, yeah. This is embarrassing, but I'm not an A-list star yet, so mm. I can't... I can't declare it. I guess it, I can't. Without ruining yeah. my entire career. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, do, you think the, uh, do you think Chewbacca's wife is sexy? No. <laughs> no, they, they actually, actually made her... Simon's winking at me at the minute. He's, he, he's, he's ashamed to admit it right now, but he, do, he does, in fact, find Chewbacca's wife very sexy. I think it's very weird that they managed to make Wookiees look scary. Like... Oh, Chewbacca is the most handsome Wookiee. He is very handsome. His yeah. fucking family are really ugly. <laughs> His kid is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Which is why I think uh, like the, the mum is having an affair. Yeah. The mum is definitely having an affair. Because the mum's kind of ugly as well. But surely with a bit of Chewie's DNA, like, Itchy would be handsome. But Itchy's not handsome. Itchy's this weird... So like, she's like trying out and whatnot. And 100%. Whatnot. Yeah, I, I think... What's her name? Maybe Walla? Mola? Mola. I think Mola's sleeping around on Chewy, man. Maybe a bit of that... Uh, what's his... The trader dude can trade I, some of his... <laughs> spunk. I don't know. Trade some of his seed. I don't know. Yeah. Seed... Uh, Trading He's a seed trader. Seed trader. Toilet trader. Seed trader. Toilet trader Jones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Carrie Fisher... God rest her soul. She uh, she sings at the end of this, and it's brilliant. It's a really nice little scene, actually. See, this is what art cinema, fart cinema is all about: finding the good shit in bad movies. And that's a nice little bit, actually. And especially, mm-hmm. I think every time you watch Princess Leia now, knowing that she kind of died, and she kind of died in a kind of horrible way, right? She kind of died, yeah. She kind of died. She only died a little bit. She didn't die in her heart, Simon. That's right. She's still very much alive. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it, the, it renders uh, her scenes in the Star Wars movies, especially, much more kind of poignant because. Mm. And you said that she sings uh, the, the the melody that she sings, the specific melody. Is <laughs> it a Star Wars theme thing? I'm pretty it? sure it's the Star Wars theme song. That and they just like added to. lines like you know. I love being in a Christmas special. <laughs> I love being in a Christmas no, special. Yeah, but like, um, what was I going to say? The <laughs> Cantina song that... Yeah, that gets lyrics as well. So, so like, they actually write lyrics and... and I love for... being in a Christmas special, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then one of the clarinet players from the Cantina says to the woman on the way out the Cantina, like... I, you're a really good person, or something like that, and it's in like the cheesiest like Michael J. Fox voice ever. It's like you're a really good person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the freaking aliens that has a clarinet. I don't know. Figure does he like? Does he take the clarinet out of his mouth to say that, and then go back to playing it again? Uh, it's like I wish. You're a very good person. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Michael J. Fox's voice. I don't know if I'd remember that wrong or something. I don't know. I was a. You were on hallucinatory drugs. I, I was honestly. It made it better. It made the, the whole thing kind of un, it unfolds. It really unfolds. Like you're kind of like, all right, this is kind of crap, but 
<laughs> this is kind of vaguely interesting too. Then it unfolds, and then you see like a cooking program. You're like, all right, this is weird. Then it unfolds a little bit further, and you see like a guy watching Wookie porn, and you're like, what the f? And then it unfolds even more, and then there's people singing, and then it unfolds even more, and there's a suggestion of an affair. I don't know. It's <laughs> it, it's all a bit mental. Well, all I know is like if I ever played that uh, Jefferson Starship music number for anyone, and then walked up to them afterwards and said. See, I told you you'd like it. <laughs> you get f***ing sh- thrown at me. It's be like, why did you make me watch that piece of crap? Well, I think it anticipated <laughs> that thing that you do with your friends, where um, your friends, intro- like, they, they try and introduce you to a, a band or like a YouTube video, and they're like, oh, watch this. And you sit and watch it in front of them, and you don't like laugh or like pretend to enjoy it. Yeah. And it's really awkward. They're like, oh, is it not funny? And you're like, no. You don't like it as much as I do, then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been on the receiving end of that as well, so I don't know. Yeah. I feel bad about that. I don't feel too bad about that, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> watch, watch this and then put on Sailor World, the 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> Just, like, sit there for two hours watching. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what our... Uh, so, so we're going to do goodies. We're going to do... In the interim between seasons, we're going to have a little... Uh, we're going to have little mini-episodes of films that we actually like. But I have a feeling that they're going to be like that because some of the films we're thinking about probably aren't going to be like enjoyable for most people. No, it'd basically be like a short fart cinema thing where I talk about something that you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's great, Simon. Whatever. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! I can't wait to show you my goodies. <laughs> coming uh, yeah, coming yeah. next year, goodies. Like make a whole festival of like what. Me and the demon record for a twelve, twelve film festival. Oh man! Anyway, I think that's this episode, this part of the episode over. Well, actually, yeah. uh, I just want to say that we, uh, I've established that something has happened in the course of season one of Arts and Fart. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> the audience will be hanging on this thing of. Have I actually read your essay yet? <laughs> Did you read it? I want to confirm that I have read Nadim's essay, and it is very good. Thanks, very man. good essay. Well done. Gold fucking star. Gold fucking star, man. Gold. All right, so that's the Star Wars holiday special. I highly recommend checking it out. You've got to watch it, right? There's people in the world that... Uh, I, uh, I, don't, I don't pretend that everyone's like this, but there's a lot of people out there that will say things like, I just wish that, you know, actors like A-list actors would really embarrass themselves in this way. Or, like, imagine if Harrison Ford went on Noel's house party because he didn't realise what kind of show it was and stuff like that. You know, th- people you're say, sure your age there, mate. Noel's you know, house party? Noel's house, you don't know Noel's house party. I know right? what it is, but, like, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep yeah, cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut from the 90s, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, people say, people come out with these things like, it would be great if this happened, or to just, like, for something really off the wall to happen that involves, like, really famous people and stuff. Well, it exists. It's yeah, yeah. the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> and, you know, you need, you need to hit play and actually sit there for 70 minutes. Actually, longer than that. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's an hour and 37 minutes, I think. And uh, you need to sit there and watch it all. Even through the the bits where you're like, this is boring. Jesus, am I really going to watch? Brush your this? teeth during it and like <laughs> get on with your day, but watch it. If you it. don't sit through all of it, then you won't get to that point. <laughs> you know, forty five minutes in, eighty minutes in, but <laughs> uh, you know, when you get to the bit where Carrie Fisher is singing, <laughs> yeah, your brain's like falling apart. Yeah, you were saying this to me. You've yeah. got this like you want to get to that hysterical laughter bit where you're like I'm actually going a little bit fucking insane and I don't know what, what, what life is going to be like when this finishes you know yeah man yeah. I, I know what you mean man 
So I think this is uh, the reason, uh, so it's been completely kind of quashed, but you can definitely still find it. The reason this is so, uh, it's funny that this is hated so much when the prequels are obviously garbage. And <laughs> I think the new films often leave a little bit to be desired as well. But I think everyone can agree that these films are, like the holiday special is bad. It's bad, but oh, it's enjoyably man. bad. Yeah, George Lucas is like, this is so embarrassing, I need to uh, make sure no one sees this. And then, like, decades later, he makes The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so I think that's different, right? Because The Phantom Menace, it, clearly there was a lot of effort put into this. And it tells something that could be good. It tells a story that could be good, right? It could be. There's there's bones of a good story there. Whereas... <laughs> this I love, Phantom Menace! <laughs> Whereas the, the Star Wars holiday special is just f***ing shit. Jefferson Starship, musical number, fucking B. Arthur from Golden Girls, singing with the rap from Princess Bride before it was famous. You know, where are they now? <laughs> the rap from Princess Bride that was also in Star Wars. Go away, everyone. Listen to fucking episode 19 already. <laughs> this one's done. End of part one. To be continued. An Art Christmas Fart Christmas Part 2